The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week just one thing to mention i give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show so you'll hear that on this podcast but obviously it's a podcast it's pre-recorded so if you do send in a message about something i'm talking about to the numbers i say i mean i'm not going to read it because it's already happened it's in the past it's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway but here's the worst bit you might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time, it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of everybody's time, and so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Hi, everyone. Today is a turning point for the show. It's a fresh start. and I'm very excited because finally, after weeks of complaining, weeks of discomfort, I've got a new chair. This is going to change everything. This is groundbreaking. The show is going to sound totally different by virtue of the fact that I have a new chair. I'm very happy with my new chair. So let's get on with it in the new chair. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Hi, it's Alec on Wizard Radio for Saturday. How are you? Hope you're good. Very excited for today's show. There's a lot of stuff that I think should be quite good, which I know I don't say that every week, which makes it sound like some weeks there's stuff I think is less good, but this week I'm I'm proper excited. So let's get into it very quickly. Um, So far today, 
I've I've made some great signs for our downstairs toilet, which is very exciting. It's it's sort of on the blink, and we've got loads of people coming this weekend, and sort of this evening. And so just just to make sure that nothing bad happens, I've made a lovely sign with a diagram saying number ones only, please. The toilet's a bit crap. You see, there's a, there's a great pun there of sorts. Um, and I've just spent my, my morning making those signs and sticking them up in preparation for our visitors in our house this evening. So that's pretty that's pretty glamorous. It's really sets sets the mood for a good radio show. I like to think. Um, here's what else I've been up to for the last seven days. So Sunday, I spent a significant amount of time last night trying to remember what I did on Sunday. And I think it was such an insignificant, inconsequential day where literally nothing of interest happened that I couldn't think of anything. So basically Sunday, I pretty much did nothing interesting. Sorry. Monday, I also didn't do all that much, but but for a different reason. Um, The reason being, our shower broke. Now, there, there is a story to this, which I'll tell you before half three this afternoon. But for now, I didn't do much because the shower broke and therefore I couldn't have a shower and therefore I felt like I couldn't get dressed because getting dressed without having a shower is just wrong and everyone knows it. So, I, I didn't do much because I couldn't put any clothes on. That was Monday. Tuesday, Tuesday was a very annoying day for me because I had to be in, in uni at like 8am. 8 until 11, I had something. Then nothing from 11 till 5pm. I had lots of time to fill. Thankfully, I managed to fill it because I had a group project meeting. I've got another group project. Yay. If you go to uni, you'll know this. If you don't go to uni, you might learn this in the future. One of the worst things you will ever be asked to do is a group project. They're so annoying. And this one is even more annoying because it doesn't even count for anything. We're still expected to do it. We don't get any marks for it. None. Zero. But we have to do it anyway. So I met my group on Tuesday and it always goes the same way when you have a group project. It's always awkward. Always. Because you don't know each other and you've just been forced together to do some work, to write about, I don't know, political repression in China. And it's just awkward and it's never fun. And I had that on Tuesday. Yay! Wednesday, I would have had a day off, which means I didn't have to get up early, except I stupidly booked an appointment for 10.15. Uh, the appointment was to get a flu jab. Um, I'm not 60, but my parents were like on at me. They're like, oh, get a flu jab. We don't want to get flu whilst you're not at home. And I was like, okay, fine, if you insist. So I went down to Boots early in the morning to get a flu jab. It was quite good, actually. Listen, if you're if you're scared of needles, then this was, this was a great one because I was sat in the chair. The lady was like, okay, I'm going to do it now. And I was sat there sort of looking the other way. And I was sitting there thinking, when's she going to do it? And she was like, okay, we're all done. Didn't even notice it. So, you know, if you don't like needles, then this this one pharmacist in the boots in Headingley in Leeds is the one to go to, for sure. That was Wednesday. Thursday, I unblocked a toilet. I love my life sometimes. I really do. Um, that's why we need the sign today, because it was blocked in the week. It was, it was very difficult to unblock. I did it because I am very good at... DIY and stuff like that. I'm the toilet whisperer. But it's still not 100%, so that's why the signs exist. It's just as a precautionary measure to make sure no one does anything untoward in our toilet. And also, I took back a chair to Argos. The chair, you know, the rubbish one that I had that used to stab me in the back every week, which I've now got rid of. 
um, I took it back to Argos. The Geordie who I live with gave me a lift in a car. Very nice of her. Um, it's quite a small car, so I had to dismantle the chair to get it in there. And then we just walked into Argos carrying multiple pieces of chair, looking very strange. But I've got rid of it. I've unloaded it, and now I have a great new chair. Big up the new chair. Happy days. Uh, that was Thursday. On Friday, I did lots of ironing. I'm really starting to enjoy ironing. It's quite an enjoyable pastime. There's something very relaxing about it. Like, you know, the combination of the heat and the, the smoothing the clothes. I just, I quite like it. That's really sad, isn't it? I've just listened to myself. That's incredibly sad. I'm such a loser. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> I had a great time ironing all my clothes and now they're all smooth and creaseless. Yay. Um, and that brings us up to today. On today's show, coming up next, why nobody likes Jess Glynn. We also have Missing the Obvious... We have a guide on how to stop the runaway train, messing around with Wikipedia pages, and some very important information about how to look, uh, how to listen to a podcast, and all the usual stuff. Six-second guide is on. Connect Four is on before four o'clock, and we'll have some new Imagine Dragons now. This is Bad Liar. It's Alec Feldman. Hi. Some exciting news came out this week that a lot of people have got very excited about. It's made many people very, very happy. Huge news about a huge 90s girl band. You can hear them in the background. It's the Spice Girls. The big news this week was that they're reuniting. Well, four-fifths of them are reuniting to do, um, I think it's a few shows. I think it might be seven. Maybe I'm making that up. But yeah, a few shows back together after a long time. Um, And it's all very exciting. Um, I was kind of disappointed. I was talking to a few people about it in the week. That um, one of the Spice Girls, I think it's Mel B. Mel B is from Leeds, born and bred, which is where I'm at uni. And they're not coming to Leeds. It's very upsetting. But other than that, people are very excited that Spice Girls are coming back. Like, you know, they had such hits as Wannabe and um, Two Become One, which has sort of become a Christmas song. And I can't actually think of that many others, but I'm sure there were some. If I was alive in the 90s, I would know them. And so it's really exciting that they're coming back. And obviously, people on um, on the internet go mad about it. There's just there's just one thing that people aren't quite so excited about. Uh, they announced that on tour, they're being supported by Jess Glynn. And well, it's it's divided the nation. It's proved very controversial. People are not happy that Jess Glynn is joining the Spice Girls on tour. I've got a selection of tweets here that are basically really mean to Jess Glynn. So if you are Jess Glynn and you're listening, maybe switch off now just for the sake of your own ego. That's unlikely, but, you know, you've got to double check. Um, We've got a Christian saying, can we start a petition to make sure that the Spice Girls don't invite Jess Glynn on stage to sing any of their songs with them? Clearly not happy. Joe saying, the good news is I'm going to see the Spice Girls. The bad news is I'm going to see Jess Glynn. We also had um, Nick. Now, Nick, I'm not sure whether Nick is upset or just surprised, saying um, Jess Glynn is supporting the Spice Girls. Christ almighty. Um, someone just with one initial and a B emoji. A, there's a rumour that Jess Glynn's going to open for the Spice Girls. So finally, we know the reason that Posh Spice is refusing to do it. Savage. Um, Sophie, I just nearly got some Spice Girls tickets, but I've just seen that Jess Glynn is their support act. So for that reason, I'm out. Spice Girls announced tour, says Emma. Oh my effing god, Yes. Jess Glynn announces support. Oh my effing god, no. Um, 
Safian, Spice Girls are so thoughtful having Jessica Lynn as the support. They knew people would be standing up for a time and would need a break to have a poo. So kind of them. Um, Bailey, I can't believe I waited 19 years and 109 days to see the Spice Girls, only to find out they're being supported by Jessica Lynn. Jessica Lynn is supporting Spice Girls, says Moss. I'd rather cut my ears off with a blunt spoon, thanks. People are not happy. I don't know what Jess Glynn has done to deserve this level of hatred from the people of Britain and from the Spice Girls fans of Britain, but I think it is it is safe to say from that reaction that nobody really likes Jess Glynn. This is Thursday. Don't worry though, Jess Glynn, if you're listening. Nobody likes you, but you'll always have Jet 2 holidays. That was Thursday on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman. Right, I'm going to elaborate now on something I mentioned in seven days about ten minutes ago about how I did nothing on Monday because my shower broke and therefore this stopped me from getting dressed which stopped me from doing anything obviously um, so what happened was got up to go and get showered as you do press the button on the shower and obviously it was broken so, so nothing happened no water came out it was very irritating and I was just sort of at a bit of a loss I was like oh no what do I do now I don't know what I can do got a broken shower that means I can't get dressed. That means I can't have a productive day because you can't have a productive day unless you're dressed and you can't get dressed unless you're wearing a sh- unless you've had a shower. At least in my mind, you can't do any of those things. And so the knock-on effects of this shower being broken were huge. And I didn't really know what to do about the situation because our landlord, I think she's getting a bit frustrated with us just because we keep asking for stuff. I think, yeah, we're always emailing about something. So I think she's got to the point where she's a bit like, ah, them again, every time she sees an email from us in her inbox. So I was like, oh, do we do we have to contact her? And so I, I put the question to my house and they were like, yeah, I think I think we should. So um, someone sends her an email. She says, okay, we'll have someone round in a couple of days time. And then Boltonian girl, the girl from Bolton. So birthday tomorrow, by the way. Happy birthday to her for tomorrow. It's like, hmm, that's not really good enough if they're sending someone around in a few days. Like, we need a shower today. I'm planning on going out this evening. I can't go out unless I've showered. So she calls her up and they do some troubleshooting over the phone. Boltonian girl brings me in on this and puts me on the phone to Pauline um, because she wants me to do some things with the fuse box, which is outside. Just, you know, flick a few switches, see if that helps, which it doesn't. Um, and so Pauline says, okay, we'll send someone around as soon as possible. And she does. They, they're around within the hour. I'm actually not in at this point. I have thrown on some clothes, not fully dressed, just enough to go to Sainsbury's because I need a couple of things. I get back, Boltonian girls sat in the living room. She's like, oh yeah, they've been. And I, I said, okay. And is it fixed? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, so what did they do? And she said, apparently, you know how there's two cords hanging from the ceiling in the bathroom. One's the light switch and one's a mystery. Yeah, that second cord, that turns on the shower, like the mains. And I was like, are you are you joking? We got a plumber in to pull a cord for us. That's so easy. We could have done that ourselves. And, you know, very embarrassed that we were so stupid that we couldn't have worked that out. We're thinking, oh God, what if, what if they tell Pauline that we're that stupid? Do you think they will? And um, we were just sort of wondering this. We thought, nah, nah, obviously they won't bother telling them. Why would they do that? Um, but I was I was quite wrong because within the hour, got an email from Pauline. Um, he has 
fed back. The plumber has told Pauline what happened. Got a very sad, um, including line. I would like to refer you to our repairs guide, particularly the statement: if a repair is unnecessary, then you may be charged a call-out fee. This would be classed as an unnecessary call-out, but you will not be charged this time. When I was troubleshooting with you, I did not ask whether the shower was switched on, as I thought this was too obvious. In future, please make sure that you can make these simple checks before logging a repair. Many thanks, Pauline. She is so done with us, you can tell. She is not happy. And so now we can't we can't contact her again until I think at least February. Like whatever happens, it's on us from now on. Because we cannot we cannot annoy her again. We just can't. Um But I mean how stupid did I feel when I realised how obvious it was to repair it. So um I would like to know this afternoon whether you have done something similar and missed a really obvious, simple thing. Just hadn't thought of it. And then when someone's pointing out, you've been like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Why didn't I do that? And just felt really stupid afterwards. If that is you, like it is me, can you send me a text, please? 07807183538 is my number. Or you can get me on the email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Just really stupid, obvious things that you've missed because you just didn't think of it and felt really stupid afterwards. Let me know. I'll read some out after Steve Aoki and Hayley Steinfeld. Wizard Radio, that was Steve Aoki and BTS with Waste On Me before that, Hayley Steinfeld and Back To Life. Hi, you've got Alec Feldman on. Hope you're good. It's Saturday. Ariana Grande and Sigrid coming up before four. I was talking before about how my entire Monday was ruined, as was my house's relationship with our landlord, because we thought the shower was broken. And actually, we just needed to flick a switch, pull a cord, and it would have worked. And we got a plumber out to tell us this information. And I felt really stupid. And I wanted, I wanted some sort of some reassurance, a bit of a stupid amnesty, I suppose, for fellow people that have also missed really obvious things and they just didn't pick up on them. Um, we've got Tasman here. He says, when I moved into my uni accommodation when I started in September, honestly, none of us could work out how to turn the hob on. There are all of these knobs and we kept twisting them and nothing happened uh, the whole time. It turned out, the switch to turn it on was being predation. Like, he'd accidentally put his hand over it and not could see it. We felt so stupid. How can you accidentally put your hand over a switch? Like, how still must you be standing just to not move it? It's got a weird position to be in because I'm assuming the switch is, like, on a wall and the wall is on behind, like, a kitchen work surface thing. So how is he standing so that his hand is, like, covering up the wall? Or What? That's weird. <laughs> it almost sounds like he was doing it on purpose just for a laugh to watch you all run around like headless chickens being really confused. That's my guess anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's quite a similar one to me. It involves house appliances and switches not being on. Um, Isabella says, One night I left my bedroom quite late. I was really tired and almost sleepwalking, but I was aware of what was going on. Um, and I couldn't find the light switch. I kept crawling around looking for the switch and getting really frustrated. So I screamed really loudly, where are the lights? And my parents came out and turned the lights on. I was on my hands and knees, which is obviously not where the light switch is. I was so embarrassed in the morning when I realized what had happened. <laughs> wow, you must've been very tired to not quite pick up on the fact that you're not gonna find the light switch whilst you're on your hands and knees. <laughs> I also love love the saying, where are the lights? You know, not like, where's the light switch? How do you turn the lights on? Where are the lights? 
<laughs> it's just like the whole light installation has gone. It's been removed from you. You are unable to find it because it is no longer there. That's funny. Um, we've also got Lisa has been on. So many times I've lost my phone, only to realise that it's actually in my hand. Like, I'll go mad accusing people of stealing my phone, and then I'll look in my hands and see that it's there. I think I've gone crazy. Wow, there is definitely some kind of, like, medical diagnosis for a situation like this. For, like, what is it? Millennial? No. Generation Z. Gen Z-itis. Being so concerned that your phone is not directly in front of your face that you think it's lost when actually it's just in another one of your body parts. That sounded weird. It's in your hand. That's the body part it's in. Yeah, that is that is classic stupidity. Also, people with glasses do a similar thing. I think Arthur did it once in the TV show. Arthur. My sister sent me a meme about it yesterday where he's got his glasses on his forehead and he's like, oh no, where's my glasses? And then DW, his sister's like, I'll find them if you give me $10. Yeah. Oh, classic. Classic kids telly. Hilarious. Benny's been on, <laughs> the star listener, the number one fan of this show. Not Bunny, Benny. Last week we had someone on called Bunny, and I thought it might have been Benny spe- spelling his name wrong, but no, we've actually got two listeners, one called Benny, one called Bunny. Hey, Benny, thanks for being on as usual. I can never find things like the toilet flush if it isn't attached to the top of the toilet where I expect it to be, or light switches, or the on switch on the TV. If it isn't exactly where I think it should be, I can never find it. It's not that hard to find a toilet flush. Like, realistically, there's only two, maybe three ways a toilet can flush. It'll either be on the top, on the left or the right-hand side facing you is like a lever. Or if it's, like, really old school, it might be a chain hanging down from the ceiling. But, like, really? You can't use a toilet unless it's exactly how you're expecting it to be. That is that is quite concerning, really. Um, on Switch to TV, is slightly more relatable because they can be a bit all over the place. Yeah, fair one. Must have, must have felt very stupid after after that. All right, Ariana Grande, new one from her. Thank you. Next, something really exciting happened um, to this show last week. It launched as a podcast, so now you can get this whole show, but without the music, as a podcast to listen to whenever you like, which is cool. Now the thing is, podcasts—they've been around for ages, like over ten years, but they've only really like come into the mainstream fairly recently that like they've suddenly started to take off more people are listening to them and so i thought a lot of people might not know what to do with a podcast like how to get it and stuff so i've just i've got a little guide some instructions almost for how to listen to a podcast how to download a podcast step one Ensure you are clean-shaven and dressed in your Sunday best. If you are unsure as to what level of formality is required, ask yourself, would I wear this to church? If the answer is no, then I am afraid you must stop immediately and change your clothes. Don't forget your top hat. Step two, pour yourself a stiff drink. Brandy is recommended, but don't be overly generous. We don't want you to get too merry. Step three. The daughter of the Lord of the Manor has just walked past your front window. Ensure you doff your hat as a sign of respect. You never know when she may be looking for a husband. Step four. 
take a sip of brandy. Step five, fire up your computer, my Bob. If you are unsure as to how to do this, look for a crank handle that should be located on the front. Turn it until a whirring sound is heard. That is how you know the computer, my Bob, is turned on. If there is no whirring sound after a sufficient number of cranks, plug the computer in first. If you do not have a computer, my Bob, you may use your telephone instead. Simply lift the receiver and await further instruction. If one of your neighbors is using your party line, please put the receiver down and wait politely for them to finish their call. Whilst you wait, take a sip of brandy. Step six. Once the computer my Bob has warmed up, or once your neighbor has ended their telephone call, input your secret password. On a computer my Bob, you do so using the typewriter provided, and on a telephone, you use the rotary dial to select the numbers desired. Step seven. You must now navigate the virtual podcast marketplace. Use the mouse on your computer, my Bob, to select your podcast program of choice. If the on-screen cursor doesn't respond to a movement of the mouse and a squeaking sound is heard when you click, this is because you are using a real mouse instead. Please set the mouse free outside and use the computer, my Bob, mouse. On a telephone, you listen to the instructions provided by the operator and once again use the rotary dial to select your desired option. These options will include Spotify, signaled on the television set by a green circle with black lines inside it, and iTunes, signified by a red circle containing two musical notes joined together. Step eight, take another sip of your brandy. Step nine, the vicar has unexpectedly come to tea. Answer the door to him and politely explain that unfortunately, vicar, I'm unable to host today because I'm busy downloading a podcast. Step 10. Once you have opened iTunes or Spotify on your computer, my Bob, or telephone, seek out a search box. This will be signified by a magnifying glass. But don't be fooled. This doesn't mean you need to use a real magnifying glass. Your monocle will be perfectly acceptable. Inside the search box, use the typewriter or rotary dial to input the phrase Alec Feldman, the podcast. A picture of a record sleeve should appear on your television set with a picture of Alec Feldman and a name label which reads Hello, my name is Alec Feldman, brackets, the podcast, close brackets. Use the mouse to click on the record sleeve. Step 11. Locate a large button which will read subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify and use the mouse to press it. This will mean that a delivery boy will arrive at your house on a bicycle whenever a new episode is released to hand you the vinyl record containing it. Step 12. Have a sip of brandy whilst you wait for the delivery boy to arrive with the podcast. When he does, remember to give him a penny for his troubles. Step 13. Remove the record from its sleeve and gently place it on the gramophone deck, under the needle. Set the gramophone at the speed you would like to play the podcast and flick the play switch. And finally, step 14. Podcast should now be playing. You may now sit back in your comfiest armchair while sipping the remainder of your brandy and enjoy. And don't forget to write a letter of recommendation for publication in the local newspaper. This is Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Hi. Connect 4 time now. 
four words. You have to connect them in the most roundabout, long-winded way possible. The way I find most entertaining is the winner of Connect Four. That's how it works. We do it every week to get the four words from the mini Oxford English Dictionary and Thesaurus. We have James Gilmore. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yep. The Oxford Mini. It's not the Mini Oxford. It's the Oxford Mini. Sorry, I get that wrong every week. Thesaurus. Yeah, you do actually. You do. Um. So, yep. It's apparently in lines at the bottom. The world's most trusted dictionaries. Wow. Well, let's hope we can trust it to give us some good words today. Let's. I'm ready. Then get flicking. I'm flicking. Okay, and can you please, any second now, stop flicking. I have stopped flicking. Your word is exterminate. Oh, wow. That's an aggressive one for the first word. Exterminate, word number one on Connect Four. Write this down, remember? Okay, let's go again. Flicking. And stop. Okay. The word is fishmonger. Fishmonger. Wow, these are quite random ones today, I'm thinking. Okay, we have exterminate and fishmonger. These are what the longer words would have been on Urban Countdown. Mm. I'd actually, I think they would have been impossible on Urban Countdown because they're too long. <laughs> we only had 12 letters each week. Okay, next up. Let's go again. Okay, I'm doing it in reverse this time. Oh, shaking it up a bit. That's true, we had an E and an F. What do we have this time? Stop. Okay, we have got... Oh, this is quite a difficult one, actually. We'll use sauce. Sauce, is that like tomato sauce or yes. news journalist sauce? Okay, <laughs> um, sauce oh, like ketchup. Can... Yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> I was getting very confused with your options there. S-A-U-C-E. Saucy. Exterminate, fishmonger, sauce, and finally... Flicking. What's the word going to be? I can't wait to find out. I can't wait, so let's have it now. What's the word? Stop. Okay, I've stopped. The word is outback. Like outback. the Outback Steakhouse. Ah, or the Australian Outback. Which is what the Outback Steakhouse is named after. Mm, exactly. Wow, <laughs> I'm very excited to see what you do with these ones today. Exterminate, fishmonger, sauce, and outback are your words. Connect them in the most long-winded, random way you possibly can. Send it in to 07807183538 or on the email station at wizardradio.co.uk. You can also send us a message on Facebook or on Skype or on Twitter if you want to. Um, contact details on the website because I can't be bothered to read them all out. Exterminate, fishmonger, source, outback are the four connect... No, what's it called? Connect four words for this afternoon. We'll do it before five o'clock. Live from his parky student room in Leeds City Centre, Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman. Hi, how's it going? Hope you're good. Sabrina Carpenter and Anne-Marie are coming up before half past. Um, you might have seen this in the news this week. There was a story which was about a train that, <laughs> that ran away. The driver got out for like some fresh air or something and somehow the train managed to roll off without him and travel for 57 miles before it was stopped much like um the song actually oh the runaway train came down the track and she blew the runaway train came down the track and she blew the runaway train came down the track her whistle wide and her throttle black and she blew 
yes, there was a runaway train on the loose in Australia. And the way they managed to stop it in the end, 57 miles later, they just moved some of the points on the track so that it like derailed itself. It was all fine. No one was hurt. I don't think there were any people on the train. It was like a, a cargo freight train, whatever. But I mean, 57 miles, I feel like that's quite a long way. I'm just thinking, actually, if this train was going to say, I don't know what speed it would have been at, like 100 miles per hour. Okay, that would have been like half an hour. But I've got, I've got some extra, some different suggestions for other ways they could have done it. I've got five ways you could potentially stop a runaway train other than just by accidentally or on purpose derailing it. Um, the first way, you can get all of the world's strongest people together. You know, like they always have those like world's strongest man, world's strongest woman competitions where they like lift jumbo jets with their eyelids, stuff like that. Those sort of people, you get them all together, all of them. They stand on the train track. So as the train's coming towards them, they just put their hands out and dig their feet into the ground and they can stop it just with brute force. I know one person might not be able to, but if there's all of them there, they can they can move planes with their eyelids. They can stop a train, I think. Um, there is a slight danger in that suggestion, which is that if they don't stop the train, they'll just be standing in front of it. They will all be horribly killed. Um, if you want a sort of slightly safer alternative, you could get them to try and pull it from behind to a stop. Or you could get a herd of cows, beef cows, so they're going to be killed anyway, just speeding up the process, to stand on the train line. It's like in a formation so that the train can't get through and it will hit them and kill them all brutally, but it will eventually slop, slow down to a stop. Not one for vegetarians perhaps, but that is that is the first option you could have to stop this train. The second option, this doesn't involve the death of any humans or animals. You get a really big stretchy net, you just put it across the tracks so that the train gets caught in the net. It might go forward a bit more, but then the net will stretch back and make the train stop and you've caught it in a net. Jobs are good and Bob's your uncle, happy days. That's number two. The third way you could stop a runaway train. If you get another train and send that on the same tracks the runaway track is on, the runaway train is on, but in the opposite direction, if you get them at the same speed, they'll hit each other and then just stop. It's physics, it's momentum. I learned about it during my GCSEs. Um, the only issue with that is potentially how would you get the other train to also be running away? Because if there was a driver in there, he would be, again, horribly killed. Maybe if you get a parachute or give them an ejector seat, they could escape at the 11th hour or just somehow get it to drive itself. You know, we have self-driving trains. It's the thing. Um, that is another option. Option number four, you could set up loads of wind turbines along the track and get them all to spin round. And then that would blow the train backwards. The backwards would cancel out the forwards. Then it would stop. I know. Genius. Um, the only problem with that idea is it would kind of need to be quite windy that day for the wind turbines to actually be going. But, you know, it's an idea. Blow the train in the opposite direction. The last idea I've had to stop this, this train that ran away in Australia last week went 57 miles. They could have stopped it by getting a fighter jet to fly over it and just bomb it like the war. That would stop it dead in its tracks. So those are five very creative ways to stop a runaway train. This is Sabrina Carpenter.
Um, we've got some housekeeping to do right now, but it also feels like a good opportunity to say hello to some some extra listeners I have this week. Um, they're not listening through the traditional traditional platform, so you won't see them included in any streaming statistics because um, they're all sat in my living room. They can just hear me through the wall, I think. So, hey, hey guys, through the wall. Um, it's the entire population of Bolton, basically, currently sat in my living room because it's the girl from Bolton who I live with. It's her birthday tomorrow, like I said earlier, but she asked again for a shout out literally just now. So, hi, it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday. Listening through the wall, big up yourselves. There you go. That's done. I hope they heard that through the wall. On to some housekeeping now. Um, The housekeeping being, I can't make the show next week. Well, actually, it's quite convenient, actually. I can't make the show next week. Neither can producer James Gilmore. So there will be no live show next week. But because I'm super on it and really prepared, I'm doing one anyway. I'm pre-recording the show probably later today, actually. So um, I want to get some messages in, basically, next week's show. You'll sort of find out why in a bit like well you'll find out why next week when i tell you the full story but i've just got some some headline questions for you now that i would very much appreciate some contribution on i know that it might be slightly more like difficult to come up with things i'm asking for without like a background story but just just try and go with it make the best you can of it i have three questions so you know just just send me a message on any or all of these three things i know it's a lot to ask at once um, 07807 you know the number or email station at wizardradio.co.uk three things I would I would like three sort of favours okay number one what were the most ridiculous rules that your school ever brought in okay really we're talking really stupid like unenforceable or just really really authoritarian unnecessarily so really cruel and maybe cruel punishments as well because i have i have a story for you next week about that courtesy of my sister actually so that's the first thing what were the most ridiculous rules that your school ever brought in i would love some messages on that please 07807 183 538 or station at wizardradio.co.uk thing number one thing number two for next week's show what are the worst reasons you've ever had for being late to things again this relates to something that happened to me it was actually like two weeks ago but i thought i'll, I'll drag the story up for the show next week in my absence so worst reasons you've ever been late to stuff again 07807 183 538 thing number three is there anything you want me to like remind you to do at roughly this time next week on the show just think of me as like a reminder service you know how you might put something in your phone that will come up at a specific time or at a specific place just to remind you to do something. I'm offering a, a similar service. What would you like me to remind you to do? I'll do it about 10 past four, I think, next Saturday. So if there's something you want me to remind you to do, I will happily act as your own personal organiser or just anything else you would like me to say at this time next week, really. Again, 07807183538. Just reminders. So that's three things. I know it's a lot. I appreciate that it's a lot, but it'll help me out. It'll help you out because there'll be a great show next week, even though I'm not here. It'll be me pre-recorded from the past. Three things. Number one, what were the most ridiculous rules your school ever brought in? Number two, what are the worst reasons you've ever had for being late to things? And number three, what would you like me to remind you to do at this time next week? I really appreciate some messages on any or all of those. Be incredibly grateful because then we can do that next week. Once again, the contact details 07807 183538 is the text, 
um, station at wizardradio.co.uk is the email or facebook.com slash wizardradio is the Facebook. I thank you very kindly. And this is the new one from Anne-Marie. It's called Perfect to Me. Anne-Marie, Perfect to Me. How emotional. Um, this is Wizard Radio. Zara Larson's on next. I, I want to tell you now about something that I, I did this week, which I found hilarious. Like, to the extent that I was laughing uncontrollably at what I had done. I don't know whether anybody else would necessarily find it funny, but I did. I just had a thought that that would have been a way better question than what I'm actually going to ask you, but never mind. <laughs> never mind. We'll do that another time. Right. It all goes back to an obscure in-joke that me and my friends in my economics class had when I was in year 13, which was sort of a year and a half to two years ago now. It's It's been around for a while, this joke. It sort of died down a bit, obviously, when I left school, but it's recently come back. The joke was this. There was this guy in my class that was in like my group of friends in that class. And for some reason, we decided that he he was actually from Botswana. He was not from Botswana. He was from North London. But we were learning about Botswana in economics and how it had made like a great success of its diamond exports and all that kind of stuff. And it went from that to this chap in my class is from Botswana and he commutes to school every day from Botswana by running. He built a special tunnel from Botswana to London and he runs through it. Now, the thing with this joke is outside of the five people in this little group of friends, nobody found it funny. Like, none of the teachers found it funny. No one else in the class found it funny. They're just like, this is not, it's not funny. It's just really weird and stupid. And so it's quite a, a niche joke in the first place that, you know, this chap, it was called Michael, that Michael was from Botswana. Um, and this this sort of just went on and on, kept going. Um, at one point, we decided that he was also like the head of, he was the head of Botswana. He was like the supreme leader. And he was also the head of the central bank, which was called the Botty Bank. And this just went on for like a good a good year. And it's recently been sort of uncovered again because one of my modules for my for my degree is learning about Africa. And for the essay, I get to write about any country in Africa that I want. And naturally, I have chosen Botswana purely because of this weird joke that we used to have like over a year ago. I'm like, yeah, obviously I'm doing Botswana. And I was doing my research about Botswana, as you do, on the Wikipedia page because that's that's the best place to start when you're writing like a 3000 word essay yeah just have a look at wikipedia and i thought i know what would be funny i could i could change the wikipedia so it says this guy's name as president but i didn't want to change it properly because there's this thing you can do on like your internet browser on your computer i don't know whether you know about it if you go into like the code of the website you can make the text say whatever you want it to say and it doesn't change it like properly it doesn't change it for anyone else but on most websites, you can do this. You can make it say whatever you like, and it's quite fun. Just on that specific computer for that one time. And so I did that. And I changed the name of the president on this Wikipedia page for Botswana from the real president to this guy called Michael. I put his name in the box. And I sent him the picture. And I was like, hey, guys, look what I've done. Isn't this funny? And they're like, yeah, that's funny. But then the guy, Michael, who's in our little group chat, sends a message and he's like, oh, you got the wrong Michael Sat, uh, Michael, not his name. You got the wrong Michael. And he put, he sent a picture of the page 
and he was like hovering over the name of the president, which was obviously st still the correct name of the president because I didn't change it. But weirdly, somehow, it was actually linked to him. Well, not to him, to a guy with the same name as him who had a Wikipedia page. And I was, I was so confused because I hadn't like edited it at all. I hadn't intended to. I hadn't gone on to the edit bit of Wikipedia once. And yet somehow I had managed to accidentally change the Wikipedia page for Botswana so that clicking the name of the president takes you to the page of someone who has the same name as one of my friends. It was it was bizarre. I was so confused. And I just found this hilarious. I saw it when I was actually in public and I was just laughing audibly in public. I was actually at my self-defense class that I go to on Wednesdays. And the guy who's in charge, he's called Mark. I was sort of sat down waiting for the class to begin. He, he sort of calls out to me he's like Alec are you all right because it must have looked like I was crying or something but actually I was just laughing hysterically at something I did my own thing and then and then it all got a bit out of control like people were editing Wikipedia left right and center on the Botswana page just to say this guy's name um, it's been changed back now it's all fine it was re-edited pretty quickly and obviously I would not encourage editing Wikipedia pages to include falsehoods that's very bad it's very immature and i didn't do it on purpose it was an accident when i did it but i would like to know is this something you've ever done i don't know whether people will have done this or not but i would love to know if you have if you've just had some fun with some wikipedia pages put in some maybe less than true things um if you've done it like i said not encouraging it but i do want to know what you've done what you did to what page so please please tell me if you have done it 07807183538 is the text or station at wizardradio.co.uk as well on email just have you ever messed around and put maybe slightly less than factually accurate things in a wikipedia let me know and speaking of things that are slightly less than factually accurate um i've done a 60 second guide to zara larson here it is <laughs> Zara Larson is a singer, not to be confused with Zara Larsony, who is a well-known thief. Um, she recently topped the list of most famous Swedish people for the third year in the row, beating off stiff competition from all four members of ABBA, Sigrid, and the shop IKEA. She's famously very patriotic. Her house um, is exclusively furnished with flatback furniture from IKEA and plastered with Swedish flags everywhere. Her favourite vegetable is the Swede, and she will only be driven around in Volvos. She herself drives the Volvo V60 uh, with heated seats and a rear parking sensor. However, despite this patriotism, she actually no longer resides in Sweden and has in fact settled in Corby, Northamptonshire, uh, because as the most famous person in Sweden, she's unable to go anywhere without being mobbed. She received round-the-clock police protection for a while, but decided ultimately that she needed to flee the country, and she settled on Corby to move to because of its lovely boating lake and the unique design of the local council offices. And that's our last in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman, comedy bronze at least, or your money back. So, um, I wasn't really sure whether we'd get anything for this one. I was talking about how I, how I accidentally edited the Wikipedia page of the country Botswana this week if you don't believe me um there is proof if you go on wikipedia and look at the edit history um i think it's the one from the 7th of november you will find one that references this chap one of my friends well not actually one of my friends i think it's an actor who has the same name as one of my friends and i thought me and producer jen were talking we thought this might be a really weird one to get messages about because maybe not many people have done it but we have messages it's 
it's all good. Um, we've got a message from Lee saying, A few years ago, I went onto Wikipedia and wrote that my least favourite member of One Direction, Zayn Malik, had left the group. And guess what? A month later, he actually did. I think I put the energy out there and the world rewarded me. Wow. A, a great case of life imitating fiction there. Maybe some kind of psychic element involved. What if, what if Lee is the person that broke up One Direction? I mean, that's a possibility. You ruined it for all of us, Lee. How could you? I just missed them. I want One Direction back. That's, that's quite impressive. Spreading fake news, though. That then became real news. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Scott's been on. I think Scott's going to tell me off. Scott says, I was an admin on Wikipedia for a little while. And it's really stressful because so many changes get made and there's no payment. So it's just for fun. Oh, being a mod's just for fun. <laughs> yeah, really, really fun. Um, <laughs> a lot of people make changes on Wikipedia pages as jokes and you have to react really quickly. But it's not too bad. I saw some funny things, though, including someone changing Gandhi's page to include the lyrics. <laughs> That's the way Mahatma Hatma Gandhi. That's so funny. <laughs> but obviously not to be not to be encouraged it should be frowned upon because it's very silly and very mature but but hilarious sorry scott for breaking botswana for a little bit it was only like it was up there for less than an hour total so you moderators are on it keeping wikipedia a safe and reliable place well done thanks guys keep it up asia's been on i think that when i get happy hmm, i wonder what that could mean i seem to automatically go on wikipedia <laughs> and start making random changes to pages. Wow, that is a great happy activity. <laughs> Very unique. I actually think it's quite an intellectual thing to do when you're you're so happy it hurts. Yeah. Um, but some of my best bits include changing Little Mix's name to Lil Mix as if they're rappers and adding in on Miley Cyrus's profile that she has a sibling called See You Cyrus, which I still find hilarious for some reason. Now, um, we've got a song to play soon, but I, I don't want to play that song until until I get that joke. I don't I don't get it. See you, Cyrus. See you. See what? No, that's I, I don't get Miley and see you. I actually don't get that. That's really confusing me. Is that supposed to be a joke that I'm just not getting? Or is it just a really random thing that only Aisha sounds funny? It might be the latter because I'm not getting that. See you, Cyrus. No, I'll give up. I give up. I haven't got a clue what that's on about. But I'm, I'm very amused by those. So thanks very much. Wasn't sure whether we we're going to get a response. Got a very good one. All right. One of our hit breakers this week. This is John Bellion and Conversations with My Wife. Relatable. Conversations with My Wife. We've all been there before. Yeah. By John Bellion. It's Wizard Radio with Alec on Saturday afternoon. Miles McCorsey coming up in 12 minutes' time with all your hip hop and RB needs and all the hot hip-hop and R&B goss, if you're interested in that. He was on 4Music today, by the way, apparently, which is quite cool. I saw it on his Instagram. <laughs> well done him. Big up Miles. On at 5. For now, though, it's Connect 4. Before 4 o'clock, we got four words from the Oxford Mini, not Mini Oxford, Oxford Mini English Dictionary and Thesaurus. Um, those four words were exterminate, fishmonger, sauce, like ketchup, and outback which is a really random combination of words, so I'm quite excited to see what you've done with them this week. 
I think this week is going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it. So let's press on because, you know, Mars Rikulski waits for no man. Um, what we got? We've got Neve up first. Wow, that got dark quickly. My local fishmonger was exterminated by MI5 because he was selling fish sauce that had actually come from the outback in Australia and he hadn't declared it to customs. Oh, wow. I think that's going to be our new um, post-Brexit border policy. Um, we'll just get MI5 to exterminate anyone and anything that shouldn't be here. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's, that's how it's going to be. You're bringing your dogs in without, like, getting the right vaccinations. Exterminated. Smuggling in, I don't know, what aren't you allowed to bring into the country? Illegal fruit and veg? No. Exterminate the fruit and veg. Blow it up. Not happening. That said, I did manage to get a butternut squash into the country quite recently. Fun fact. Um, you will have heard the story if you got the little bonus podcast I did a few weeks ago about my holiday. But anyway, that's that's besides the point. Thank you, Neve. Good incorporation of the four connect four words. Good job. Elliot's up next. If you have the source, you know, you know what I mean? You either have the source or you don't. A long time ago, I heard about a fishmonger who used to catch his fish in the outback. He didn't have the source and therefore was exterminated from the planet by creatures not too dissimilar to the ones from uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> right. Um, I, I don't think I do have the source because I don't know what the source is, which I guess implies I haven't got it. I clearly don't have the source, but you know, the word source was in there quite a lot. So well done, Elliot, for that. Another spiffing, <laughs> spiffing entry on Connect4 this week. I've never used the word spiffing before, I swear. I don't use it in my data layer, promise. Um, Connor's been on as well to play Connect4 this afternoon. I once went to the Outback Steakhouse, oh, like, like James said earlier. I once went to the Outback Steakhouse. It wasn't all it was hyped up to be. My main problem with it was the lack of sauce with my steak. And also, it was so burnt that it looked like the remains after the Daleks had exterminated someone. Anyway, I won't be going back again. Instead, I just go to my butcher, which is located next to the fishmonger, and buy my own meat. I'm very impressed with that one. I like that one for a number of reasons. I really like the Doctor Who reference in that one. Um, I like the fact that he's referenced the Outback Steakhouse, which we had a conversation about earlier, because it was the first thing that came to James's mind when he heard the word Outback. Whereas for me, it was, you know, the actual Australian Outback. And I like the way he could have just said, now I get my food from the fishmonger. But instead, he said, I get my food from the butcher, which is next to the fishmonger. Very clever. I'm a big fan of that, Connor. Thank you very much. And Lucy is playing Connect 4 as well, saying, um, back in the outback, there are many interesting plants, which, if squeezed and combined, make the most delicious sauce. For example, they have the Arabia seed and the Atta seeds, which combine to make Arabiata pasta sauce. The sauces are so delicious that I once sent my fishmonger to go and try them for himself. But he was on that... <laughs> what? He was on that Malaysian plane which vanished. And so, essentially, he was exterminated from the planet. Wow! I did not see that one coming. I really did not see that one coming. <laughs> what plane was that? Was it MH370? Yeah. Wow. I think that's the first MH370 reference I've ever made on any of my radio shows ever. So, thanks very much, Lucy. That was really funny. That's made me laugh. Just a really roundabout way about how Arabiata pasta sauce came into existence. Is that real? I don't know whether that's real or not. I'm going to have to look that up because I'm intrigued as to whether... It's obviously that's not thing. real, Alec. It's obviously there's, not real. 
there's not Arabia seeds. I don't know. Or Atta seeds. Definitely not in the outback in Australia. I suppose. But I don't know. I'm just thinking people when people start talking about seeds, I sort of zone out. So I just assume that they're talking about something that's correct. Yeah, okay. That's not a good life policy. No. Okay. No. Well, okay. Well, that but that one from Lucy is now out of the running to win this week's Connect 4 because it misled me. It confused me and made me look a fool. Therefore, you're excluded from winning for this week. You might be able to win next week. You know, it's only a week-long ban. It's fine. But I, I can't allow that to happen. <laughs> as much as I did love the reference to Malaysian plane MH370, which went missing like four years ago. Um, I think I've made my mind up. It's It's got to be Connor. I really like Connor. I really like the Doctor Who reference, the Daleks. The others are all excellent, though. Thank you very much for your contributions. That is Connect 4 for today. Just a few bits again before before I finish and leave you with Miles. Um, three things for next week that I'd quite like messages for. Because I'm not on next week, we're on tape. We'll have what was the most ridiculous rules your school ever brought in? What are the worst reasons you've ever had for being late to things? Is there anything you'd like me to remind you to do at this time next week? Um, send us an email, I think is the best way. Station at wizardradio.co.uk for them to get on next week's show. Um, so that's that bit of housekeeping. Another bit of housekeeping for you. This show now has a podcast. You can listen to it. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on loads of other places as well, wherever you might get your podcasts from. It's called Alec Feldman, brackets, the podcast. I would highly recommend getting it if you've missed anything this week. I'm very proud. It was really cool, actually, this week when I was looking at my, my Spotify on my phone and there was a picture of me on Spotify. I was like, wow, this is this is a big moment in my life. I'm really... I'm really proud of myself. Obviously, I've subscribed in two places to this podcast. Got to get the numbers up somehow so I can listen to myself whenever I like. And I mean, that's pretty much it. That is the end of the show. Thanks very much for listening. I'm back next week in pre-recorded form. Um, so make sure you're on then. Miles Bukowski is coming up next. We'll finish with Dave and Fredo. This is Funky Friday. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts, or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.